Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 64, and I'm drinking Jessamer Indian Craft Gin. For each episode of this podcast, you should expect that I'll be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent in my reviews. I chose to feature this gin on this episode because I really enjoyed speaking with Mr. Sanjeev Banga, the president of International Business for Radhiko Kaitan Limited, when I spoke with him on episode 56 on Rampur Single Malt Whiskey. And he mentioned the Jessamer gin and invited me to speak with him again about it. So, my thanks go out to him for his time, and especially for coordinating the time difference between us. He spoke to me from India, and I'm here in Oregon in the USA. It's a difference of 13 and a half hours. And I also must thank him for getting me a bottle to use in this tasting, especially since Jessamer is not available in my home state of Oregon. Not yet. The bottle I have for the tasting is Jesselmer Indian Craft Gin. It is 750 milliliters. It is 43% alcohol by volume, making it 86 proof. And it sells for $50. To describe the bottle, it's a black matte finish. That's the first thing that you notice about a gin bottle. Gin is clear as a spirit, but this is packaged in a black opaque bottle. It's got a nice matte finish. It also has a heavy copper metallic embossed label, and this isn't just some thin foil, it's actually got some heft to it. The front features the Jessamer Indian Craft Gin logo, and above this text is the face of a black buck in a coat of arms. It's inspired by the royal flag of the region, and more on that in history. Overall, the shape of the bottle is simple and cylindrical with an evenly rounded shoulder to what I'd dub a three-finger neck. This meaning it's tall enough for me to grasp it with three fingers, not quite a full fist. And if you listen to enough episodes, you'll know my affinity for a neck of a bottle you can carry with one fist. But that's not really uh, here nor there. Anyway, the uh, Jessamere bottle is quite nice. It does have some clear shrink wrap at the top holding a copper golden tone stopper. The back label gives a hint of additional mystique to Jessamer, with silhouettes of dromedary, these are the single hump camels, being led across a dune. Legal information and a barcode, of course, are also included, but there's also an individual batch number and bottling date. Mine is batch number 2833, and it was bottled February of 2020. Interestingly, on the label, there's text that reads, for sale in USA only. Last thing about the bottle that I have in front of me is it includes not one, but two hang tags. I love hang tags on the neck of a bottle. They're great attention getters, and when you're at a liquor store looking at an entire shelf of spirits, a hang tag invites you to take a look and see what that bottle is all about. So, I like hang tags quite a bit. I always save them from all the bottles that I buy, even ones that I don't do episodes on. I have a lot of old hang tags. I I keep these because they have recipes on them, most likely. So the hang tags on this bottle, the first one is a very simple round one declaring that Jessamer won Best in Asia 2019 from the Gin Guide Awards. The second hang tag is multi-paged and it is Craft of Cocktails, it's recipes. Okay, enough talk, let's open this bottle up. I have not yet tasted it, it's still shrink-wrapped. When I was speaking with Sanjeev a few weeks back, I didn't want to open the bottle first thing in the morning for me. It was the beginning of my day, end of his day. It was rather late, actually, 13 and a half hours. Any way you slice it, that's the beginning or end. It's total opposites. Anyway, so there's definitely some anticipation on my part for this gin. 
All right, start, we'll take the hang tags off, putting to keep these, of course. Then the shrink wrap, it is perforated. I'm getting a little better at opening things, I think. Satisfying sound. Now, oh, and the strap underneath, it has uh, clear shrink wrap, and I thought this was printed on the shrink wrap, but it's actually another strap that holds the topper in place. It has Jessamer on it. That's quite nice, actually. Gives it a little more elegance. But gonna have to break that as we go for a pop. Ooh. As with all spirits on this podcast, I use a clean Glencairn glass. I taste them neat, and that is simply at room temperature, right out of the bottle. No dilution, no ice. It's the purest form of the spirit. So I've got my clean Glencairn here. Let's go for a pour. In the glass, as expected, it is clear as water, as gin should be. And I've already been smelling it from when I opened the bottle and just poured it, but let's try it on the nose. Tell you what I think. It's very citrus forward. There's definite juniper. You get this pininess from juniper berries. We'll have a, a pine, almost sometimes a camphor smell to it. Yeah, it's juniper. There's a little more in there. I pick up maybe a touch of coriander, rosemary almost, perhaps. There's no rosemary in it, but get a little herbaceousness to it. Undertone of some spice that time. Ah, it smells quite good. It smells like gin. It smells like a very refreshing gin. And without further ado, let's go for a taste. Waking up my palate, get the ethanol. I can feel that, but really citrusy forward. Get a lot of lemon and orange. Let's try again. The juniper is in the background. It's there. There's that fresh pininess, that juniper flavor. There's some spice. I pick up the pepper in it, but quite citrusy. And there's a number of, there's some citrus with juniper as well. So you get all these flavors. Let's try it. Third time. some licorice this time. I'm getting some of the licorice. Overall, I'd say it's cooling and refreshing, not really junipery. It smells more of juniper than it tastes. It's very citrusy on the palate for me with some noted spice in the middle. It is 86 proof. It's 43% ABV. So it's got some kick. You can feel the ethanol, but it's smooth on the palate. It's got a nice mouthfeel. It doesn't burn by any stretch. Okay, so let's talk about the history. First off, this is a pretty new gin. It was only introduced in 2018 at the Pro Wine Show in Dusseldorf, Germany. Jessamer is made by Radico Kaitan, the oldest and one of the largest beverage alcohol producers in India. 
However, if you remember from episode 56 on Rampur, oldest is rather relative. The distillery only dates to 1943. Jessamer owes its existence to Rampur single malt whiskey. While traveling the world promoting the whiskey, Sanjeev Banga, who led the development of Jessamer, was inspired by the European market and the UK in particular, where there's a lot of focus around gin. Gin as a category in India had pretty much died out, but many popular gins around the world have Indian connections. Bombay Sapphire, for instance, that I featured in episode 44, and go back and listen to that episode for a fairly detailed background on gin as a category of spirit. But Bombay uses the British name of the capital city of India that has been renamed Mumbai. But there are other Indian-connected gins like Old Raj and Jodhpur. These are not made in India. The Indian connection with gins as a category tends to stem from the British Raj, a period of more than 200 years of British rule of India. And while there, the British encountered malaria and discovered that quinine is a cure by killing the parasite that causes the disease. But quinine in tonic water wasn't viewed as particularly palatable by the British, so they mixed their medicine with gin and invented a superbly simple and refreshing cocktail, the gin and tonic, native to India. So gin, in many respects, is connected to India historically. It wasn't invented there, but it's got a long history with India. However, there were no craft gins made in India. So Radhiko Kaitan Limited started doing their research on gins and wanted to focus big on Indian ingredients, much like they did with their Rampur whiskey. Also talking with Sanjeev, he told me that they felt many gins were using too many botanicals. And when speaking with consumers, they found that too many botanicals masked the flavor and the soul of the gin was missing. He said you spent too much time trying to decipher all the botanicals in the spirit. So his brief to the master distiller was to retain the soul of gin, which is juniper berries, and keep it refreshing. India as a culture has a history of being very flavorful, with herbs and botanicals innate to the country. So they wanted to create a refreshing gin with Indian-sourced botanicals. The sourcing of botanicals in India led to the creation of the name for this gin. Jessamer comes from a place where a key botanical is sourced, this being coriander from the city of Jessamer, located in the northwest part of India in the state of Rajasthan. Jessamer was a princely state, as most of India had been, and it is home to a UNESCO World Heritage Site, the Golden Fort. The city, fort, and region of Jessamer is used in the branding. And those camels I mentioned on the back label? Well, they are on sand dunes. And Jessamer is in an area I would expect to see in Arabia. It's a very deserted area. They actually have a lot of tourist attractions for camel safaris. Of course, they've got dune buggies and whatnot as well. But traditionally, you would take a camel ride through these big, beautiful dunes. And the Golden Fort is very royal. And the black buck on the front label, this is a type of an antelope. It's authentically Indian. The black buck was the royal animal of the the princely state, and it is taken from the royal flag. Between the black buck's horns is an outline of the golden fort. So with Jessamer, they really sought to imbue the royal beauty and spirit into the spirit. The Jessamer website plays upon this theme and features on the gin page the royal tales with text that reads in part, 
When a land is nurtured with the souls of brave hearts, when royal pride shines through, relaxed pastimes and sipping into life are well-deserved moments of immense pleasure. The breathtaking city of Jessamer is likened to a golden canvas, beckoning you to partake in its glorious history. Its vibrant streaks of color come alive with stories of valiant princes as its princely 15-gun salute ups the level of royal pride to its highest peak. Dedicated to this spectacular way of life, Jessamer Indian craft gin harks back to imperial age of Maharajas and Maharanis and their leisure moments. Befitting a state with many fascinating stories, our gin is a worthy experience with a checkered past that lives on in a new incarnation today. With that royal backstory, they went for understated luxury with packaging, and after some experimentation, they settled on the matte finish to a black bottle to give it a certain air of royalty. Jessamer is available currently in 28 countries. Expansion has been hampered due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Travel retail or duty-free stores at airports have been a big sales channel for the brand, in particular European airports. And in fact, many Indians first encountered Jessamer during their travels, bringing it home from overseas and inquiring of the distillery when they could get it locally. So Jessamer is available now in all major cities in India, expanding rapidly with great acceptance. Online sales have also picked up during the pandemic, and the sense is that consumers have upgraded their consumption of spirits at home because on-premises has been essentially closed. And when you don't have the high price of buying cocktails or spirits at a restaurant or bar, you can afford to spend a little more on something you'll consume at home. There are also some plans for brand expansion. There was a travel retail exclusive version of Jessamer in the works, but this had to be paused due to the pandemic. Beyond this travel retail exclusive, there was another variation coming, and Sanjeev tells me it may be ready to launch sometime next year. Jessamer also has been a pioneer of the gin category in India. Since launch, there have been about eight or nine other native Indian gins introduced to the market. The brand has been doing a lot of virtual tastings or master classes while the pandemic has been going on, but there's really no substitute for in-person tastings, getting people to sample the spirits. The company doesn't disclose sales figures, but it is a craft product and it is made in small batches. So we might as well go right into how it's made. So, it's a gin, which is in essence a flavored vodka. It has 11 botanicals, 7 of which are sourced from India. It's made from triple distilled neutral spirits that are redistilled in copper pot stills with the botanicals. For the botanicals, first of course is juniper, and this is sourced from Tuscany. Other botanicals sourced outside of India include caraway seeds from Estonia. Then the cuib pepper. This is also called cuib berries, but it's a type of pepper similar to black pepper, but is spicy yet subtle. It's a little softer. The cube has a stem on it in raw form. It looks like a common peppercorn with a tail. Cube was one of the choices made by the master distiller to not overpower the gin to retain the freshness, the soul of the spirit. But in using cube, they had to source it from outside of India, getting it from Indonesia. A more potent form of pepper would have been available within India, but Sanjeev said they were all doing tastings during formulation and everybody agreed that cube was the right choice for this gin. The last botanical that is sourced outside of India is Angelica root, and this is a common gin botanical, and it comes from Germany. 
The other seven botanicals all come from within India's borders. And I should mention, it's rather refreshing to know what's in a spirit, though knowing the ingredients is a far cry from knowing the recipe. Coriander is the first ingredient from India that is important in this gin, so much so that the city of Jessamer lent its name to the brand, as I mentioned earlier. There is also sweet orange peel coming from central India, as well as lemon peel that's handpicked in Rajasthan. Licorice from India is also used. Then we're down to the last three botanicals I find to be the most interesting and Indian. First of these is Darjeeling green tea coming from near the Himalayas. Next is lemongrass coming from western India and having just done an episode on a grass flavored vodka, Zubroka, I can appreciate the flavor a seemingly simple grass can impart. But the last botanical was the one that was new to me. It is vetiver, or kus, in India. Grown in Rajasthan, in hot areas of the country, vetiver is mixed with water or milk and is said to help cool the body down. It's refreshing and energizing. The roots of vetiver, which is a bunching grass, are used and it has a lot of medicinal properties. It's used in the perfume industry quite a bit, actually. It tends to lend some additional citrus notes to the gin. Interestingly, vetiver is actually not in one of my favorite reference books, The Drunken Botanist. So I'll provide a link to the Wikipedia page on it in show notes. So that's the rundown on the botanicals, but for actual production, all these botanicals are soaked for 48 hours in a neutral spirit, then it's redistilled in a small copper pot still. It's a batch production, and the still is only 500 liters, equaling about 700 bottles for each run. This is real craft-made product, something they wanted to achieve with the brand. So that's how it's made. Now, on to cocktails and consumption. The classic serve, of course, is gin and tonic, and an Indian tonic, of course, is required, with a lemon peel, if you like. Jessamer also goes well in a Negroni. This cocktail relies on gin for the kick, so as a key component, Jessamer can shine. One last side note on cocktails and consumption, the Raffles Hotel in Singapore, famous for the Singapore Sling, features a Jessamer gin cocktail on its menu. So in summary, what do I think of Jessamer Indian Craft Gin? I quite like it. I think they achieved their goal of creating a refreshing gin that retains the soul of gin. It's bright, it's light, it's not very juniper forward. Actually, I really only get juniper in the finish. You catch it on the nose, but on the palate, it's really citrus forward. And I kind of like that. There is the pininess, so that is some of the juniper, but juniper also has citrus notes in it. And then the other botanicals really pile on to give you a nice citrus forward note to it. A Little bit of spice, but not overly spicy. I also really like it's a, a true craft spirit, though it's made by a very large company. The distillery produces something like 13 million liters of beverage alcohol a month. This is done in 500 liter batches. So it's just almost literally a drop in the bucket, but it's what they wanted to achieve, a nice craft expression. I'm also a sucker for branding and a good tale, as it were. And with Jessamer, the area of India, the city, I think that they've captured that royalness in the brand messaging. The bottle is quite nice. It is uh, really rather elegant. And I think this might be the first black bottle that I have. So anyway, it's, it's quite nice. 
And my final thanks to Mr. Sanjeev Banga for speaking with me about the gin and taking the time to arrange schedules. And it was really enjoyable. Maybe at some spirits trade show in the future, we'll be able to meet. So that's going to do it for this episode of Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Please subscribe and share. Show notes are on liquorandliqueurconnoisseur.com. You can find the show on your favorite podcast platform. The show's also on social media. I'm active most often on Instagram and Facebook. And I love to hear from my listeners. So if there's a spirit you would like me to feature in an upcoming episode, please do reach out. And as always, thank you for listening.